This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. Pat Crosscomb, how are you doing? I am great. Thanks so much for inviting me to visit your war room. Yes. Well, you know, business itself does have uh, a lot of parallels. I think with athleticism and uh, some of the structure and discipline of the military. Uh, I personally have not been in the military, but uh, the other host, Jason, who could not be here today, to the technical issues has been, and uh, I'm more of a martial artist. So there's that, but business itself has all of those crossovers. So before we get into all that though, I got to ask Pat, uh, my favorite question to ask people is, do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? I do not. Got it. Okay. I love that. Now, what made you want to be an entrepreneur and uh, CEO founder of Board space. I imagine was that your first company, things of that nature. <laughs> In fact, I never did want to be an entrepreneur. Uh, well, you know, maybe I did when I was when I was about uh, I don't know twelve years old. I I grew pumpkins and then took them around the neighborhood and sold them. So maybe that was my first attempt. I made macrame when I was about sixteen and sold it at a uh, you know a local craft show. But then. You know that sort of disappeared. I the, the thought never came back into my mind until I was faced with the problem, and I thought, "Darn, I can fix this. I can do a better job than what we have now." So then I thought, "Well, I guess I better build it because nobody else is." I love that. Okay, so at, at what point in your journey does board space come into the picture? Well, I moved to Ottawa. And I was able to buy my first home when I had my first real job. I'm one of these people that's kind of moved around, been several places. Uh, I had been in Thailand. I had been in the U.S., ended up back in Canada, and then moved to Ottawa. Finally, I got around to buying my first home rather late in life, and it was a condo. I had barely moved into this condo when I realized that I had bought a lemon, an absolute freaking lemon. And I was so disappointed. Here I had spent more money than I had ever spent in my entire life on one thing. And I realized I'd bought a lemon. So I wanted to fix it. I got on my condo board. I spent a very, very, very busy five years on this condo board trying to fix all the problems. And at the end of that time, I thought, man, there has just got to be a better way to manage all of the moving pieces that, that comprise of a condo board and everything we do. I was and still am tired of using email inboxes as document storage systems. They just don't work. They didn't then, they don't now. And I thought, well, I am going to build a software that is going to be better than that, easier than that. And to top it all off, it had to be more effective than all of that. So I did. That's what I started to do. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Now, and, and please help me because uh, I have lots to learn here. 
uh, condo board as in like a, a member, a board member of the condominium community or, or what does that mean? So every condominium, as well as a homeowner association or a community association, is required by law to have a board of directors to look after and to manage its affairs and finances. So my condo, of which I was a, a member as an owner, we had a board of directors of three people, and I volunteered to become one of the directors on the board. Got it. And as soon as you stepped in, you realized they were using email for everything, which is like the worst case scenario. Yeah. When I when I left the the board, I had over 5,000 emails related to the condo. Oh, no. And so, you know, ab- absolute, like just crazy, stupid. You would try and find the final version of the minutes. So which one is it? Like, where is the bloody email with the final version? Because, you know, you've replied all and replied all and replied all. And there's like this big, long chain. And then you're never sure which is the final version or reports or, you know, just anything. Yeah. Uh, So then board space, you went and developed software. Okay. Walk me through that. Had you developed software before or did I miss something? You didn't miss anything because I don't have a technical background. In fact, I am a dairy science specialist. I know a lot about dairy cows and agriculture and even tropical agriculture. But I did not know anything about building software. And I didn't even know how to build a a website. Now, I know how to do websites now. I'm still not much of a, you know, a developer because I have a full-time developer, a wonderful guy by the name of Jeff, who has built board space from literally the bottom up. I have learned an awful lot about software from when I started. Got it. And if I'm understanding this correctly, board space is not only a place where people can store files, et cetera, but there's also an emphasis given the name on it being able to facilitate boards that use minutes and things of that nature. And that's a lot of organizations. Is this accurate? Yes. In fact, board space is much, much, much more than simply a, doc- a document repository system. That's just one aspect of it. It's a very, very important aspect for every board because every board's got, you know, lots of documents and reports and minutes and photographs, perhaps. And while my initial thinking was all about a condo, because that's what I was living at the time, it's not just for condos because any organization that has a volunteer board, so nonprofits, charities, cooperatives, associations, you know, and so on, they are also my customer base. And I have a variety of different types of um, enterprises that are using my software. Yeah, I love this. Okay, so non-developer launches a software, does it extremely well, gets clients. Where where are you focused on now? So you've you've set the bar, you're operating as a business. Do you have a certain goal of like acquiring a certain number of customers or are you looking to innovate new features on the product? What is your goal now? 
Well, I will say that my goal is not to be a unicorn or a billion dollar company. Everybody wants to be those, like many of the, my colleagues around me, they all have this dream of being the billion dollar plus company. I do not want to be that. So instead of focusing on the massive uh, revenue projections, I want to be a business that offers software that is so easy to use that you don't know you're using it. I want customer service to be so good that people know they will get an answer to their questions right away. I want to develop additional features that make the product more useful. I do need to grow my team. Yes. So obviously I need to add people to my team. I want to have, you know, another developer, some UI, UX designers, more marketing, more sales. I have many more blog posts that I still have to write because I have like so many ideas in my head of what still needs to be said. Because being a condo board director or a nonprofit board director is a very tough job. You need to know quite a bit of information in order to do the best job possible. And that's what BoardSpace is really all about. It is software, but the software is facilitating directors to do the best job they possibly can and do the best for their uh, member audience, be it owners of the condo or members of the nonprofit or association. You know, what I love about the way that you articulate yourself is how deep the knowledge of business goes with you, even though in particular, you know, with like tech of all businesses, right? And it's like you're you're a dairy scientist, right? And agricultural scientist. Did you learn things in there that carry over into business that maybe most people would be surprised to find? In fact, there are so many skills that are transferable in a business setting. So many skills. I also have a PhD in adult education. So again, you would say, you know, what are you doing in business? <laughs> well, think about it. Being able to ask questions, being able to interview people and get at their you know, there's secrets about what it's like to be a, a board member, being able to do research and figure out, you know, what's the best thing to do. Um, some of, you know, obviously the technical aspects of agriculture in terms of animal husbandry are not necessarily all that applicable to software, but the, you know, the general idea of husbandry, i.e. looking after things, nurturing them so they will grow, is applicable to a business and most importantly, applicable to staff. You are always growing your staff, not like a seed, but you want to develop them. You, you want them to love what they do because when they love what they do, they love what they build and they they just they're just happy people. So it, you know it is applicable. Some of the challenges that I faced in Thailand were quite extraordinary. For example, a few times I would be invited to get up on a stage and give a presentation. It's not in English, mind you, it's in Thai. And while I got more fluent in Thai as time went on. In the early days, it would be, 
oh my God, what am I going to say? So you would rapidly try and, you know, figure out what you were saying or preparing to say something, listening, uh, you know, just, you know, like a panic, like the ma- a major panic. Oh, what am I going to do? But you had to do it. You just had to do it. It would be terribly rude to have said no in these situations, culturally speaking. So you don't want to do that. So I learned. I learned to have an opening sentence always ready. I knew exactly what I could say at the beginning. And then as I got more fluent, of course, it got easier. Well, as an entrepreneur, you are always having to. Um, speak off the cuff and and come up with an answer quickly. You can't sit there and hum and haw and what am I going to do now? You have to respond. You make presentations. You make presentations even to to all different types of groups, particularly so investors, potential investors. They will ask you a question that maybe you're not quite expecting and you have to have an answer. Wow. There's a uh, there's a feeling of well traveled and just well educated across the board, but even more than that, you're just a a person who has various facets to who they are, and it's truly the spirit of entrepreneurship. You really embody that, even if you didn't intend to be that. There's just such an openness to whatever may come. I will overcome it, it like underlying everything that you've said, at least the way I received it, that I, I can see why you were able to facilitate the creation of board space the way you have. And I, I'm pretty optimistic about your projections for growth, uh, especially with the team, given your philosophy towards a uh, culture of, of the workplace and how you see that. Uh, dynamic playing. There's a lot of great things to come from that. So now that we understand your goals and a little bit more about yourself, I'm wondering if you could have offered maybe one, two, three, whether it's steps or points that the 18-year-old version of yourself could have followed if they wanted to pursue this path. And you can take your time thinking about it before answering. Uh, Is there anything that comes to mind that you think would be relevant to say to someone at that age? Or is it just that thing in life where it's like, look, you just got to go do it? Well, what I have certainly found that there are a lot of companies that are no longer in business. And I think we all know the failure rate of startups is something about 80%. So most companies don't even get to the point of starting to scale their customer base. So the the, the advice that I would give to the 18-year-old wannabe entrepreneur is absolutely do it. Go for it. But make sure you're solving a real problem. Not just a fun to have, nice to have, but but solve a real problem. Because if you're solving a real problem, then you have a chance of creating a successful business. Now, I suppose I'm not talking to product-based businesses whatsoever. I don't know anything about them. I'm talking more about, say, services and software type of businesses. You've got to solve a real problem. My my second piece of advice is... (laughs) Well, you know, don't worry if you don't know everything about building a business or building software 
or designing websites. You, you don't need to. I'm, I'm proof of that. But you do need to be open to advice. You need to be very, very curious. You always want to know, you know, how do I do that? How do I do it better? How do I do it better still? And then ask lots of people. There is so much expertise and materials and resources and accelerators, et cetera, et cetera, that are available to help you. They can, they can tell you how to keep a set of books. They can tell you how to prepare for your, you know, uh, your filing your taxes and so on. What they can't prepare you for is to be the leader and to found a company with an idea that's come from you or a small team, uh, your small team. So never hesitate if you don't really know how to do it. Just go ahead and do it. And if you don't jump in with both feet, then you'll you'll just never know. You'll you maybe have wasted an opportunity. My my third piece of advice. Maybe I've given more than three pieces. Have I? No, no. I love this. Go on. <laughs> my third piece of advice is to have fun. Remember to have fun. This is this is. Certainly not. This is not the toughest thing I have ever done in my entire life. It's one of maybe my top three or four things that are the toughest things I've ever done in my life. And at the end of the day, you have to take those opportunities to have fun. So I have a mascot who's a unicorn. (laughs) I love that. And I didn't go out and buy this unicorn. He came to me. He landed in my lap at a festival, International Startup Festival in Montreal, many years ago, landed right in my lap. And I got stuck with this silly looking pink unicorn and I took him home and gave him a job. So he is board space Bill. He provides me with daily laughs and he provides many of my customers with laughs as well. So you, you never want to take yourself so seriously that you can't have a little bit of fun with a very silly looking unicorn. Uh, your views on optimism and, and mindset are so powerful. Thank you for sharing that, especially the way you said it. I'm, I'm, I mean, you're an educator, so that makes sense. Uh, now, I, I want to ask a few things uh, as we begin to close things out. The first one is, and thank you so much. Uh, you've made it feel like time just flew by. If you pre- if you had your way, how would you prefer for people to reach out and connect with you? Is it the website, social media? What's trying signing up for like a free trial of the software? What's the word? Well, people can definitely go on my website and there is a contact us form. That's probably the best way if somebody wants to reach out to me because I will respond to those. Okay. And the website is boardspace.ca, correct? dot dot co dot co thank you yes okay all right boardspace.co and now there's a question that i told you i'd be asking at some point as we begin to close things out it's pretty straightforward you are welcome to pass but if you do have someone in mind i'd love to hear your thoughts about why uh and you don't have to say anything other than the why you don't even have to say who this person is uh if you could have invited anybody today pat to be here who would you have loved to have had here? And, and why do you think that's the case? Well, there's certainly more than one person that I would have loved to have been here today. But one person comes to mind, 
And this is someone who I met very, very early in my uh, entrepreneurial journey. And he told me, full stop, eh, your idea sucks. It's already been done. And I, I looked at him. I tried to explain what I was trying to do, but he wouldn't listen. He just would not listen. So I got mad, rather mad. And finally, I just I stood up and I said, thank you very much. I'm sorry I wasted your time. And I marched out. I would love for that person to be sitting here listening to me today because he would be surprised. And I think maybe you already have a, a little bit of a sense about me is that, you know, like it's, I want to tell him that I, that I didn't quit and that he can see what, what has happened all these many year, years later, because that's what entrepreneurs like to do. We like to win because we're competing for customers and we win by creating a successful business. So that's, that's who I would like to be here. I love it. I love it. Pure and simple. It was very straightforward speaking with you and your goals and ambitions are clear. It's business at its finest. And it's just awesome to hear your origin story and where you ended up. And you're right. This is a story of determination, of clarity, of vision, and of taking it step by step with the, with the right attitude. And there's, there's a lot of lessons to come from our conversation. So Pat Crosscomb, thank you so much for all that you've shared with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you very much for the invite. It has likewise been a pleasure to chat with you today. Oh, and Bill says it's been fun too. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, board space, Bill. There you go. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Llanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.